at the risk oh, of yeah. not copywriting anybody. This is it. <laughs> You're here. You're live. And look, the Hungry Python got in early, so you need to get in early, too. We see people populating the stream right now, as is. This is our first time collectively that we have had the opportunity to speak with you regarding what happened on Friday. And if you want to look at it like it's an omen, of course, in the negative sense, like as soon as we get off the air, this news pops and now we have to wait. Although we did give you a little quick hit as far as breaking down the mind of Barrett Brooks on the stance. But now the three of us together have formed the middle for you. And our reaction might be across the board. I don't know, but let me start. And I think if I can steal a phrase from Power Agent, another host in this city who does some work on another channel, the three of us are on as well, Gerald Colton, Howie Roseman was afraid of messing up number six and conveniently move back to 12, where now, eh, you mess it up, it's almost expected. But I think there might have been some nerve inside this man because what else would drive you to make this decision? Well, I mean, I, I think that there's going to be a major run on quarterbacks at the top of this draft now. And Howie Roseman wanted in, but he didn't he didn't pay the price that was necessary. So in talking with Miami, he figured that well, if Miami moves back, they might want to move back up. So I can make I can make a deal with Miami and still collect some extra draft picks because we're not going to be able to get the quarterback that I really wanted. And I think what you're starting to see here is my view on this is anyway, the fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons. There's a lot of smoke out there about the Atlanta Falcons trading out with New England and New England going up there and getting you-know-who, Trey Lance, out of North Dakota State. So Howie wanted to get the three to trump that. He couldn't do it. So now you got to retrench because you're not going to get a quarterback. You can get one of the other players on your board, a cornerback or maybe one of the wide receivers, you know, uh, whatever they want. At 12, accumulate some more picks, and now next year – you know, for what it's worth, they got a lot of they got a lot of draft capital high in the draft. What do you both, think of that? Yeah, bo both of those sound like you know. I hate it, and I'll tell you why after Barrett explains it. They they he sounds like he's kind of smart, you know, making it out like he's kind of smart. And at this point, I'm going to say this: I think they traded out just just like you said. You know that that that's a lot of pressure at, at picking up. A, you know. And messing up the number six pick, and which I think different. I'm not the believer that you can't miss at number six. There was no way he could have missed at picking any of those top guys at number six. The city would have went with him. The, the the Eagles Nation would have went whatever pick he had at the sixth pick. I mean, it is look at the big fish that were in there. Right. Pitts. You know, I mean, you could have even if they wanted to get a quarterback, they still could have got a really good quarterback at number six. They could have, I think so. Well, depending on who well, Trey Lance, let, Trey Lance going to go before six, I think. If that's the case, let's look at this though. Let's just hyper focus if we can on one thing, and then we'll, we're going to talk about this all day. This thing's not going away. We've got the tournament. We've got the Sixers over the weekend. The Flyers did something. We'll squeeze in some things. I promise. But really, this is the story, and rightfully so. It's the story around the country when in the, in the NFL. But let's focus on one thing. 
my biggest takeaway about the quarterback position is that the Philadelphia Eagles were not convinced nearly enough in who they have on the team now in order to make a push. And they just realized that it was too much to move up to draft Zach Wilson, but that's different than, oh, no, 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 we really trust Jalen Hurts, so we're not going to make that trade. Those two are different, in my opinion, and it was the first, not the latter. Well, I don't think that there's a quarterback in this draft, really, besides Lawrence, that's going to make that big of a, an impact on it. I don't see a Patrick Mahomes in this draft. I don't see a, 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 a you know, a, a, a high-powered quarterback in this draft. I think this is one of the weakest quarterback drafts I've, I've seen in a long time. That's mm-hmm. just me being honest. And I don't think that we needed to trade, you know, trade up to, to get a guy like even even, you know, even, you know, the kid from BYU, Wilson. Well, that's what it was. Well, he apparently, he's, right? He yeah, probably he goes two, though. He rumor, probably yeah. goes two, though, right? Correct. Yeah, and that's the rumor that he was going to go to. You know, everything all, you know, has a, he has a strong arm. I see that. He um he 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 can throw from different awkward positions, like right. Patrick Mahomes, all these new quarterbacks are doing. But I don't see a generational talent. When you're at the number six position, you got to go against. You have to go out there and get the best talent that you have. I mean, there's, you can't say need with the with the Eagles because they have too many needs to start off with. Yeah, right? they can use anybody at any right. position. But yeah. you could have got a generational talent in that sixth pick, whether it be receiver, tight end, and right. even you know. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you could have got a cornerback, um, you know, at that position. But I just, I, I, well, I like it, but then I don't like it. Uh, well, good news. Yeah. We have time. We've got some time to discuss this thing. This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I don't know, an hour maybe after we got off the air, there was a trade that we thought could impact the Philadelphia Eagles on Friday, and that was between the Dolphins and the 49ers. And just as we had a couple of minutes to digest how that could impact the Eagles at six or really any team in between six and 12 or three and 12 at that point, we get wind that the Philadelphia Eagles are the ones who now trade back and allow Miami to get back in the top six, technically taking that spot from the Eagles. So, yes, there is a lot here to digest, to break down internally, externally throughout the board with that trade, the implications and ramifications from Philadelphia, Miami, San Francisco. We also have tournament stuff to talk about. In fact, two more games tonight, two more tomorrow. It doesn't stop. We have a busy weekend elsewhere in sports that we might. I'm not going to promise that we'll get to anything else outside of the Eagles trade and the tournament. Is that fair, gentlemen? Because that'll be accused of everything, you know, teasing too much and all these other things. Yeah, you don't want to tease too much and not deliver, especially on a Monday after a big sports weekend. (laughs) Everybody hates a tease, man. I know we had some NBA. We had some Sixers stuff. Uh, You know, there was – uh, the college basketball, I, I think Barrett agrees. You know, we spent a lot of time in front of the television over the past couple of days watching yes. college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Although, as as I mentioned, and, I, you know, we only have about a minute here so I can squeeze this in. You Let's be fair, guys. We had eight games over the weekend. Two of them were good. Two of them. 
It could have been three if Nova hung on, but they struggled their way to 51 points. And Baylor said, all right, we're just going to handle this thing. You had Oral Roberts and you had UCLA. I actually thought they all were good except uh, Florida State and Michigan. I liked all the games. Me too. I did well this weekend. I even picked the winner at a golf tournament. If you went, that was big. That was good work by you. But even, you know, if. You look I'm at not talking these about games. From a betting standpoint. I'm uh, okay. I'm about to say now. I was about. I was about to I go ahead. Fine the from under. a betting standpoint. Okay. So I'm you went with the under for the most part. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Except late, late, late game, late night had overwritten all over it. Barrett Brooks, come on. Here's the thing. You guys like blow scoring blowouts. What's wrong with you two? Hey, NFL you. next. You didn't... Go ahead. Go ahead. My you didn't US like Trojans, baby. You didn't like the Villanova game. No, I, I like – I, okay, first off – I like watching half, Baylor. Baylor stunk the first half. They couldn't hit yeah, the side. Yeah, no. They were playing defense. Clark, Gonzaga, too, man. That yeah. team can play. Well, look, Gonzaga is fun to watch, but they're crushing teams. It's not even fun. Like, That's they're what supposed to do. Loyola. What happened to Sister G? Oh, hey. Sister G! Hey. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Right? Oh, they yeah. roll around, Sister Jean. <laughs> Oregon State, baby. I hope Sister Jean survives to see another run in the tournament. Me too, man. I hope Me she, too. you know, I, I don't know if Porter Moser is going to stick around or whatever, but man, 101. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? She She's still cranking at 103 and they come back in the tournament in two years. Yeah. She's pretty sharp still, too, now. She's very sharp. She's yeah. sharper than anybody, any of us. <laughs> Right. <laughs> if she's still at these tournaments, I'll still be betting the unders on Loyola games. They are awful. Just awful to watch a team limp their way to 60 points. How about Syracuse, right? As yeah. soon as you I started looking around, I told you thousand tickets, 90% of the money on it. I hammered the under. As soon as I saw that, I knew all right, Syracuse is gonna lose and they're not gonna mm-hmm. score. So I stayed away from you, but it just felt we we picked Houston on Friday night. I took um, Houston, yeah, pops and locks, yeah, because of that, because it was way too the public man. Yeah, they were all over them. Oh, and they and, ruined and- it because at the start of the week it was the perfect play. You mm-hmm. got them at like two thirty five, and then they ruined it. These casuals came in and started to ruin the damn thing for us. The casuals ruin everything. It's crazy. Yes. I used to be one. Now I'm somewhere, you know, non, I'm just non-casual. All right. Now, how about this how Oregon about, State team, too, man? Right, yeah, right, right, right. Fun. They're fun to watch. Now, when did Pete Shiraki start coaching Alabama? Do, do you know that? Like, when did Pete the Crab take over for Alabama? Hey, Alabama couldn't hit any free throws. Well, they couldn't They couldn't score from three points. Their three top guys went, like, four for 17 from three, and I think they went 11 for 25 as a team from the free throw line. I That's know, your man. game. It was but ridiculous. It was like one guy scored in the first half. One guy scored like all their points, man. I mean, yeah. they were coldest I've ever seen a team. Now, one kid was tr- a Villanova transfer. Yeah. Oh, it was he? Yeah. But do you see the resemblance between the two? The Alabama coach and Pete. Am I going to have to pull the two up? You know who Pete pull them up. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they who look he is. alike. They look identical. Yeah. Doesn't he yeah. do? He, he does. Uh, he does. Um, I'm sorry, man, but you can't be crying on the sidelines when you lost a game. It's what you you want to cry because you gave it your all and that team kicked your ass. Well, That's I needed fine. that overtime too to hit me, the me, over. Me too. You're a one forty seven, right? Yes. It's like forty six seconds left in overtime. It hits. Yes. I'm gonna text you that. Oh, I was going out of my mind. Wait, I'm doing it right now just so you can see it. 
so you can say oh, I did text it to you on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios here's Aton Shander Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays what a night when you look at especially this game right here and that's it this unlikely one uh you know actually I, I'm sorry we should talk about the Eagles first that trade is, is more important but Harry and I had a good night with that overtime. We needed it, right? Yes. Well, sir. I mean, look at my Arkansas team. I mean, it's like the third or fourth game in a row that they've won by a last second shot, yeah. bro. I tell They're you, what, Roberts, man. That was the that was the game on Saturday. That was the one game on unless you were just enjoying Sister Jean getting pummeled into the ground or Baylor waking up in the second half and actually hitting a shot. Like, that was the game on Saturday. It was a tight game. It was an awesome game. And then last night, UCLA was electric. Gonzaga, Michigan, USC, they just beat up on teams. Right, but you look at at, at Baylor, man. I I think Nova just went out there with a game plan and was working in the first half, playing great defense. I mean, they 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 did this. They muscled. They out muscled that Baylor um uh that Baylor team. For hey, Villanova while. has nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that they should, Harry. I'm nothing. saying first off, let's look at this though. Realistically, are you not surprised, both of you, that Baylor didn't come out and start pressing? They've got a three yes. guard rotation as good as anybody in the country. Yeah, yeah I thought absolutely you right about that. Yeah. That out perfectly on Friday on the show, and especially with the they how many turnovers listening. they came out with. Apparently, Howie Roseman was listening because he wanted to wait until after the show to do this trade. He knew. <laughs> he knew what would happen. What is – I'm sorry. All right, let's just start over, okay? Let's start over. Right. The Miami Dolphins just gamed the hell out of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Miami Dolphins realized that there was – this is how you read a draft board, okay? You look and see there's going to be a run on a certain position. You either don't want that position or don't need that position. I know they don't necessarily have to be inclusive in that case. So you say, look, we can move back. What do they do? They identify around six or seven where they can get their receiver. They can get their guy in chase or somebody else. If it's Waddle, they can get somebody they can put on that team that they've identified as a top six or seven player. So they move out of the top 10. Now they have some capital to move back in. All they need to do is find the patsy. They need to find the mark, the one idiot that's willing to give their, oh, yeah, sure, here's my money. I'll play three-card Monty. The shell game, I could win that. Here you go, Miami. And he gave him the money, and now now Howie Roseman's out, but he looks like a genius because he keeps stockpiling picks and stockpiling picks. If well, that's yeah. A.J. Ortega-Whiteside three times over, what good is it? I know. Now, now, next year, they could have three first-round picks, depending on Carson Wentz and how he does with Indianapolis. Uh, their own, uh, the Dolphins, and then eventually the Colts. You know, they've right now they got two firsts and two seconds for next year, but that doesn't do an Eagle fan much good this year when you started to think, like, hey, let's give Jalen Hurts some weaponry. Let's get right. him that stud tight end, or let's get him that star wide receiver from LSU, and let's score some points and have some fun. Now you're going to be sitting back there at 12 and saying, yeah, we might get a good cornerback like the kid I got over my shoulder here, JC Horn out of South Carolina, that I did a little deep dive into this morning. Morning, and it's a good player in a position of need, but I don't know that that's going to fire up the fan base. Well, see, that's and that's the, that's why I was saying that's why I was saying I like it that we we traded back because I, I I I'm going in a defense direction in the draft now. I mean, mm-hmm. me, I'm going with Michael Parsons. I don't think Sertain or Parsons are going to be there though at twelve. I'm, I, I, really I, I know it's, it's wishful with, thinking. 
Barrett, What's Harry, what stream, Ron, everybody from SportsMap to phillyvoice.com slash the middle, Mullen and anyone else out there who's listening and cares to pay attention. What's wrong with taking Micah Parsons or Patrick Sertan at six if you've identified that their next level as opposed to trading back and basically hoping that multiple people don't need these guys in front of you and basically looking at some big board, hoping that a Plinko game hits so you feel like a genius, as opposed to going out and being active. You guys can't tell me that somebody at six is going to be as good as somebody at 12 on a board ahead mm -hmm. of time. Well, it's, it's not that. I think this is an offensive – really, this is an offensive draft, if you really want to look at it. Uh, it it's strong in offensive linemen, especially tackles. Um, it's also strong, um, you know, at, at the wide receiver position. You know, so I, I think in the first 10 picks – if you're not a quarterback, a wide receiver, or maybe even that tight end, it's going to, you know, it, it'll it be kind of, you know, hard for um for a team like the Eagles to really get a defensive player and get value at that well, point at number six. You well, know, without other, overvaluing that player. That's true. But the other thing is, I think, you know, from all the, the calling that all these GMs are doing right now around the league and talking to scouts and agents and all this kind of stuff, they're getting the idea that probably five quarterbacks – are going to go in the first eight picks. Yes. Now, would yep. you be? I would not be shocked if Carolina took Mac Jones, who's left, who's the last guy standing, I don't know. with yep. the eighth pick. Lawrence Wilson, Fields, and Trey Lance are gone in the first four, so that forces other guys down the board. Where Howie's sitting there looking at, you know, maybe he can get a certain, maybe he can get a Parsons, maybe he can get a, you know, a receiver. You know, Waddle will probably be there from Alabama. I mean, with with five quarterbacks. In the first 12 picks, that's that only leaves seven other positions. You know the offensive tackle is probably going to go to Cincinnati, right? Yeah, he'll go to Cincinnati probably. For sure. No, yep. that, that that's not the case at all, in fact. And and let me read you this tweet really quick here for um Albert Breer in his MMQB column at Sports Illustrated. This, of course, was hijacked and repurposed by our good friend Kevin Kincaid at Crossing Broad. So I'm reading this here. Writes Albert Breer in his MMQB column at Sports Illustrated. The Eagles worked exclusively with the Dolphins and Roseman had to keep the trade under wraps with the Eagles believing there is a pretty good chance the Bengals will take Jamar Chase at five. Philly felt comfortable with the difference in talent between six and 12 and also operated with the knowledge that it'd be hard to get a future first in exchange for moving down closer to the draft as opposed to now. Felt comfortable with the difference in talent between 6 and 12, coupled with, now look, it doesn't mean that Albert Breer is right and Harry is wrong. It, it, Harry has been right many a times when Breer has been wrong. I'm just saying that at least there is now conflict in belief of what Cincinnati would be doing, and that doesn't necessarily mean that Sewell is off the board right away. Like, Sewell ain't going to be there at 12, folks. No, he's not going to be there at 12. No, absolutely not. I, no. I think he'll go. He'll still go. In. I mean, he, he'll go to either Cincinnati, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati or Detroit, I would say. He, he won't last past seven. Okay. I okay. think he's going to Cincinnati. I, I don't think that he's, they're going to – they will not go get, um, you know, get get Chase. When they – when they, at this point, they just drafted two – good wide receivers already. They have a wide receiver. Well, one good wide receiver. They already have another wide receiver there they can deal with. And yeah. they have a quarterback. They need to protect them. That's why he was out last year. Their quarterback was out last year because they couldn't protect them. Yeah. They have to get an offensive lineman. 
Hey, that's what you say, and that's what makes sense. The Cincinnati Bengals aren't oh, just because they have one guy who looks like he can be stable. How many times have we seen this? Andrew Luck, all right? Grigson destroyed Andrew Luck, probably forced Andrew Luck to retire, both physically and mentally, right? right. Just because you have a piece doesn't necessarily mean it could fit. Now, yeah. to be fair, as much as I agree with you, Barrett, that they should draft Sewell, are you really hating it if you're Joe Burrow and you had another talented, dynamic player? But that even is the point. Like, let's say they do draft Sewell. They draft somebody to protect them. Then Jamar Chase is right there at six, which goes back to what I said from the beginning, which is Miami game the Eagles knowing they could trade back and back in and yeah. still get their guy. And well, so would Pitts would also be there. Yeah. But, yeah, and, that, and that's what I was thinking. It was the Chase or Pitts. If mm -hmm. we were at number six, those are my two picks at number six, Chaser Pitts. Are we really but defending Howie today? Is that what we're doing? I was just about to say this. And if I'm going to defend Howie, I'm going to say this. Maybe they're just going to make sure that, you know, the kid gets an ample opportunity to really show what he is as a quarterback and hurts. That way next year, if they don't um, think that he's going to be good enough, they'll have three number one picks. Next Assuming year, Carson draft. plays the season yes. with Indianapolis. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. But let's be fair to the situation because nothing comes from a vacuum. At Harry Mays to you. Oh, don't, don't, don't do this to me, man. Yes, at Shander Show. I got to do it to you because <laughs> while you may be right, and here's the thing, I don't even hate doing it to you, all right? I enjoy this part. <laughs> while you may be right about right now, which is, hey, the Eagles have to approach the draft as is moving forward like all their ducks are on the Hurts basket. We know they were at least – necessarily in their book, at least we know they were pushing to trade up, to draft a quarterback. Yes. So while you're right, Barrett, where now they probably are focusing towards Jalen hurts. That's more out of circumstance than out of want. Mm -hmm. And that troubles me. And that would trouble me if I'm Jalen well, hurts too. Yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, have, should they have seen enough out of Jalen hurts to no. know that he's the guy? No, I, 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 I hope not Jalen. No. Right. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, asking you I mean, that. you know, I, I'm kind of glad they haven't settled on Jalen Hurts yet because I'm not convinced. Are you? Well, I haven't heard any word that they, you know, you haven't heard anything out of the organization with the exception of the owner saying they're going to get, you know, some build some, around it, build around an opportunity, but other, yeah. competition. But, but other than that, they, that they, not said, they have not anointed him the starting quarterback. They have not anointed him. You are the starter. What was the rap sheet tweet that we talked about on Friday? Harry, you brought it to our attention before Barrett and I did the hit, which you can find on the Jacob Media YouTube page, right? Basically, it said, and we talked about this, Barrett, in the context of our conversation, where Rappaport uh, essentially says they were aggressively trying to get up and get Zach Wilson, and yep. they either figured out that they didn't have enough ammunition to get to that position, or, as we kind of assumed, Joe Douglas gave him a little wink-wink and said, look, man, he ain't falling past us. And Don't that's exactly what it was. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Okay, but they, that, and this goes back to my vacuum point, right? Which is, you all start calling me Hoover, man. Like, think about it. it. It goes back to the thing, to the point originally, which is they were not sold 
at all on Hurts to even say, give him the opportunity to fail. They were, if you're going to aggressively move up to draft a quarterback in this draft with Jalen Hurts on your roster, that's not, let's wait and give Jalen Hurts an opportunity this year. That's, we're not sold on Jalen Hurts. We need somebody else. Right, 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 right. I mean, he yeah. has, he still has a, it was a small serving size of what we saw in Jalen Hurts. And, and you can't really give him an accurate, um, assessment of what he is because he has some BS around him, a terrible offensive line. Nobody really, you know, except the, with the exception of those young guys, uh, you know, to, to go out there and really be receivers, you know, so how I many, how skilled were they? Well, how, how much of the offense could they really download to Hertz and those young guys in order to run an offense to show what he can really do? Yes. You know, Barrett, I mean, that's my point is you are making the, you are making this solid, intelligent uh, observation. You are looking at what's in front of you and saying there is no way in hell you can make nope. an observation right or wrong about Jalen Hurts. Harry, is that kind of accurate to where you feel as well about Hurts last season? What I, I'm, I haven't seen enough to know Thank if he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Right. That, that's right. exactly it. Right. right. But I also don't think they wanted Carson Wentz to leave. No. I think that, but my point of it is that we all are in agreement, which is nobody has any idea who Jalen Hurts is. Right. But if you are making a move aggressively to try and go up and draft Zach Wilson, then you have made your decision on Jalen Hurts. And that's where my problem is with the Philadelphia Eagles is how could they have seen anything out of Jalen Hurts to say, oh man, we need to go up and get Zach Wilson. Unless they have made a decision that, Jalen's not really our guy, but we'll roll with him for now. And that's exactly what they felt like with Carson Wentz for the last two years. They haven't learned a damn thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're saying Chris Greer duked us, the GM for 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 the Dolphins. They duked us. You, yeah. You 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 really believe in that? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. I, I tend I tend to say that you know I I can't really make that assessment right now. No. Uh, I don't know. If he's got, you know, it, does he have the capacity to go out there and really make an, a great evaluation to help this team going forward at the number 12 pick? I was confident in the number six pick with him. I was confident because it's hard to miss at number six. Right. But it gets a whole lot harder at number 12 when you have to evaluate talent you have. I mean, there might be the two wide receivers from, from Alabama sitting there right there also. Yeah, Devontae Smith and Waddle. And Jalen Waddle. So they yeah. might be sitting there. Do you pick those guys up? I want to go defense now. I mean, well, Wad Waddle's the better prospect. It's fast, me speed, yeah. explosive. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 like what you he's like uh he's like uh the cheat in, in Kansas City. Yeah, you know, he can oh, haul ass. Hold on, real quick. We'll, we'll continue this. We have to take a quick one here. You are watching phillyvoice.com slash the middle and listening on Sports Map Radio. The, the, the middle. The middle. So, bro, I know we're gonna get on that, but I, I, I gotta say, happy birthdays to the to the kids in the stream. You know what I'm saying? We we looking, we checking it out. Happy birthday to your your kids, man. You know what I'm to saying? To who? The kids, man. I'm watching the stream, man. What's stream? It's double birthdays. You got to keep your eyes yeah, off that stream. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you have a conversation with the stream, and nobody has any idea what you're. You got to give us That's a heads up. Get you hip to it. Because they get you hip to it. No, no, no. We I, have I, no I'm idea what you're talking bro. about. So now we're in the middle of something, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Happy right. birthday! Happy birthday yeah. to who? I have no idea what was, I, what's going on right now. I, I can just imagine people listening on Sports Map Radio, just like, what did he just say? Who's <laughs> well, talking to? Real. 
Play Action Real, his son Nick. Happy birthday, bro. And All right. Know. Now, now everybody's got a birthday. Joey B's daughter, 16 today. Yeah. I mean, calling BS today. Seriously. This is like AC Green selling that he right. was a virgin back with Showtime. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on book. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. I mean, if you're the Niners, do you make that move from 12 to 3 for anything else than a quarterback? No. They're definitely getting a quarterback. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 They're going to – Garoppolo's just a stopgap right now. For for a year? Yeah. Because they still got to pay that money under the contract. He's still under contract. Yeah. So, you know, it won't be as hard a cap hit next year as it would be this year. So, I mean, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, but two first rounders for that talent, I don't know. You're listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage, live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. And that's it. This unlikely run continues for UCLA. The Bruins dance into the an overtime victory against the number two seed in the East, Alabama, 88-78. to 70. You know what I hated about that is I couldn't enjoy that game until it was over. In hindsight, I look back and I enjoy that game. But watching a ticket that I would have – thankfully, this stuff is now digital because I would have lit my over ticket on fire and filmed it for everybody to have seen only to be made a fool of when that thing cashed in. It was – this run that UCLA is on is awesome. They're not a I, I, you know, 11C, 12C, whatever you want to call the Oregon State, UCLA, Cinderella's or not – they played in what is clearly one of the top conferences all season. They just happened to be in the middle of the pack 
no pun intended there, the Pac-12. So let's not act like this is Oral Roberts or Ohio University doing this amazing thing. And that doesn't take away from the run. I think it validates a team like UCLA and UC, specifically UCLA and USC, as far as teams that could probably go on and do something. I don't know about B. Gonzaga, but you never know at this point, at least for UCLA. No, I know. As long as USC, USC can't get into foul trouble right. early against Gonzaga. I mean, you saw what happened with Alabama. They had a couple of early fouls, uh, you know, on some of their big players, and they just weren't hitting shots. They weren't hitting free throws. You saw what happened to Ben Simmons got into foul trouble on Saturday night against yeah. the Clippers, you know. So, yeah. You know, that cannot happen with a couple of those USC players. And I if it doesn't, that's going to be a game that is going to be really entertaining. USC well, yeah. Gonzaga. Well, I mean, you look at it, man. It just goes to show the Pac-12 is a lot better than what we thought. We thought that was just a weak conference and a weak, you know, division. We didn't have to worry about, you know, that that conference. You know, they they didn't belong there. Well, mm -hmm. they, they really well, belonged there. Here's the other thing, too, though. I think we get, allow the bleed over of college football to yep. infect our brain when it comes to a right. conference. <laughs> like, the Pac-12 football is soft. I don't know that the Pac-12 basketball was really all that soft. No, right. not, not a, same thing with Alabama who, I mean, that that was one of the worst performances you'll see in a tournament game. What mm -hmm. did they miss? 13, 15, 20, 50? Free How throws. Many throws did they miss? I think they missed 14. I mean, it was disgraceful. Yeah. And here's the thing. The coach kept putting the ball in the hands of people who were going to get fouled. And it was like, all right, man, at some point you have to have another game plan where you have to rely on somebody shooting the basketball. You have to rely on getting somebody open because taking it to the – you had times in which they would miss both free throws on a two free throw as far as a two free throw foul. Right. It, it was gut-wrenching to watch that. And the coach himself, like the coach is very culpable for just allowing kids – you have to pull kids out. I'm sure, Barrett, even in the pros at some point, you may not realize you're making a mistake over. You have to pull somebody out of it if you're a coach on the outside like you have to help your players and that was brutal to watch i'm happy for ucla mick cronin will continue to watch although i have that ticket so i'm rooting for the zags but we can't ignore how bad it was for alabama come on well you know those are the players that make that whole thing drive you know they're the cogs in that machine so you know they're gonna run up and down the court what they lack in free throw shooting they make up for is their athletic talent being out there, being on the ball and making sure that they make things happen in that capacity. So that's hard, man, because you want to believe in your bench. But when you're in, the, you know, these big games, man, I don't know how much I believe in my bench either. That's hey, the I, only problem. Now you have, you have two guys, though, that they could have allowed to. Sh I, I don't know. I just I get what you're saying where you're going up and down. But Cronin took that away. That's all right. the tournament is. You're right. Cronin has brought a level of toughness to UCLA yeah. that they haven't had since the early days of Ben Howland. You know, when they when they yeah. had they had rosters stacked with NBA players. Right. <laughs> you know, He's now Joey B on the stream points out something here, Aton, that we have to, to expose this. He says you Aton has convinced him that sports betting adds way too much stress to watching the games. <laughs> I'm now cutting back on my gambling activities. <laughs> so just your presence and your gambling has convinced a listener to stop gambling. Wow. You're helping people, Aton. There you go. Here's the thing, though. In a they don't world, have to dial the number now. You, you, that, you, <laughs> right. you have that effect. 
Yeah, but in a world in which I'm on multiple platforms being paid to talk about this, I, I feel like I've just lost. Like, Joey B's not going to be listening to my iHeart show. He's not going to be watching props and locks. On but I think he'd probably watch it just because it's entertaining. Okay. You know? Well, well here's the thing, Joey. You'll you'll never experience the rage, hopefully at least. You'll never experience the rage of watching Carter Hart blow a double chance in the first period with four seconds left on the clock. That was a bad beat. Never, ever. Awesome. <laughs> I don't care how much you love your team. You will never – like, yes. Yeah, so I, I think that there is a sense of it, right? I, you know, yeah. the ups and the downs of it. And if you keep it under – Every now and again, you want to dabble on the Shinto Braves? Go ahead. Yeah. Every but somebody should have had a camera on both you and me in our respective homes when that three-pointer at the buzzer went into the basket and forced overtime, thus giving us a chance to hit the over. Yeah, I, know I, I, I find really myself jumped. thinking about that. I find myself thinking about you, too, and what you guys are doing when you watch. I'm watching the game. I'm like, oh, the three. I tied it. And you guys yeah. like, oh, we can get the over now. Right, right, right. Totally you because Different here's reactions, Barrett. Here's the thing: I also was riding what I thought was cooked as well was Bama minus six and a half, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. there's just no way because that was a pre bet that was earlier in the week. So I'm thinking now there's no way, there's no way. So there's life. Not only is there life, you know, Harry's doing it. I'm sure right away as soon as that three hits after you have your raw motion, you're immediately doing the math. Yes. Right, how many total do I need to get yep. to my total, right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I, I do more math in a basketball game than, than I did in, in high that school and college combined. Yeah, crazy. I'm, here I am looking at defensive concepts, watching them try to trap. Because uh -huh. for the life of me, I did not understand why Baylor didn't just go out there and just start trapping um, Villanova. With their guards, their, their, their starting guards are not, not there. Why didn't you go out there and, and, and just full court press them? The entire time, you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you do that? You have the better athletes. You don't have their best ball handlers um, healthy. Why not? This is amazing. This is it, man. So take us through it, all right? I'm sitting on my living room couch. There's 4.2 seconds left. They're about to inbound. My wife is heading upstairs, and she's about to hear a loud, oh, my God, thinking like the house is caved in mm -hmm. or something with me that I've lit something on fire, I'm sure. And then from there, it's just I, I immediately start doing the math because that's you all start I, counting. Exactly. Yep. So that's take exactly us before right. we hear the and see the play. Take us through your night here as we watch this four point two seconds. Harry, oh, me? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I think I'll throw it's me because I mean, if I'm thinking this, I'm saying um, there's no way he can get the ball full court. That's ninety four feet that he had to get the ball right. down there. Well, there's I'm at, no I'm way at, to be able to get there. I'm at one twenty seven right now. Is what is what is going on in my brain, and I need one forty five and a half. Oh, so I, I need the three pointer to get to OT to hopefully get sixteen more points, which I felt was pretty much going to happen. I was felt good about it if we could just tie the basketball game. That's all I'm thinking. thinking. And then I'm thinking, all right, they're going to have everybody up on the three-point arc. They'll mm -hmm. they'll get a two. The two is nothing. But they're going to make sure they have everybody at the three-point arc defending this play. That's How what I'm thinking. This? Mick Cronin has fouled in circumstances like this before. Why right. not foul? Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Maybe it he had the over two. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's listen. Is Cronin is Cronin yelling, don't foul, don't foul? I'm riding 146. I'm riding. I think you could hear him saying, let him shoot. 146. See, 
See, that's you, Harry. Harry, why are you doing that, man? You, 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 you're lifting this conspiracy theories now. Pass it off. Reese. Oh, yeah! Oh, that was a good look. Too. Great look. Beautiful. That kid should have been pulling the entire second half. Instead, they got guys going to the rack who can't hit free throws. Yeah. Bro, I felt bad for him. That was a stone shot right there. That was beautiful. He knew he made it. Beautiful. You're right, he did. Buckets, right? You can hear him say it. See, look. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Why are they not defending the three-point line? Well, that was their center. That's right, still. That's a tough shot, man. I, would I like that Yaquez kid from UCLA. Hawkes? Yeah. Hawkes. 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 Is that how uh, Ian Eagle says it, right? You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio oh, Network. Presented uh, by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, so... Let's just run the, down the list really quick here. We've got the Jags we know are locked into Trevor Lawrence. The yeah. Jets, we believe, we all believe now, based off of the Philadelphia Eagles connection to Joe Douglas, the fact that the Eagles were reportedly trying to get up to three and grab Zach Wilson and then traded back to 12 with the Dolphins. We all lead, that leads us to all believe that the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. That's yes. pretty fair, right? Unless they and now you've got 19 allegations against Deshaun Watson. So at the very least, it looks like that thing is on the back burner. So they need a quarterback. They'll take Zach Wilson. Now we have the Niners. All three of us, we believe the Niners will be taking a quarterback, correct? Is that Justin Fields? Uh, you know what? I mean, yeah, either him or Lance. Yeah, you compare the two of them, man. I mean, we're talking about one inch to separates them. And that's what it. What about one Jones? Inch. Maybe Joe, maybe they like Jones. As a possibility also. Do we have any connection to this team with any of these quarterbacks, or is it just speculation? Very it's all speculation. speculation. Let, Trey Lance had one pro day, and now all of a sudden he's at the top of the draft board? Um, Am I missing, right? Well, well, he didn't play, but the year he did play, what's up, he dropped 30 bombs. I mean, 30 touchdowns. He had 30 touchdowns. He had one interception. He ran for like 10 touchdowns. Bro. Some are saying he's Mahomes light. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But then you look at Justin what Fields. What Carson Wentz to? Brett Favre? Yeah. <laughs> Favre, Andrew Luck. And now he Stop, really is man. Andrew Luck. He's right, out there right. in Indianapolis, man. Stop, man. Luck. Stop, man. Yep. But, man, if you look at you look at Justin Fields, man, he's six foot three, mm -hmm. uh, 227. Strong arm. He probably has a stronger arm of the three. And, you know, he's an athlete, man. He's fast. He's yeah, faster he's, than all three of them. He's an athlete. And he proved he could take a beating, too, because he and, got beat up. Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't, and then he also won the national – I mean, he's a national championship game. So you know? doesn't that separate him, Barrett? You just added – thank you for adding that because I think it even further validates what I'm trying to bring up is it's not even a matter of all things equal. Like, why doesn't Justin Fields get more of the benefit of the doubt that, yeah, Trey Lance could have taken off and all everything else – it doesn't matter if you wanted to play not COVID, all these other things, but that shouldn't hurt a guy like Justin Fields. Right. I mean, he's yeah. at the top of yeah. the competition out yeah, there. Yeah. Why wouldn't exactly. you take him instead of Wilson? Right. Yeah. I mean, if this might Jets. be smoking mirrors, too. You know what I mean? But at the I end of the day, look at Justin Fields. He, he's also a guy, man, that he's actually a traditional quarterback. Um, 
um, in the pocket passer as opposed to a guy that runs around. Mm-hmm. He wants to get into his second and third reads, but he does have the athletic talent to go out there and run. I mean, he's fashioning all quarterbacks up right now. He's fashioning okay. all of them. So to your point, you have field. Let's just say that it's fields. Yep. All right. To let's, where? To San Fran? Correct. Let's say okay. San Fran. Here's the thing. They're not drafting anybody other than a quarterback. Correct? I don't right. think you move up from 12 to three to take a no. tight end with all Thank due you. respect to Kyle Pitts. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry, I just need to confirm. That was me, Xander. That's easier than texting and doing all that. So we're all good. We're on the same page on that. We had to bounce those uh, Twitch trolls. I don't know. Anybody saw them. They're gone. Thanks, Xander, for that. See, that's why he's so important to our program is that we have somebody who can just zap these Twitch trolls who just randomly stumble on. So the point of it is that now we have Justin Fields at three Mm -hmm. and we look at four, five and what should have been six. And this is what I'm going to look at six from yes, the dolphins now, but what should have been six as far as who would have been there for the Philadelphia Eagles before they, in my opinion, mistakenly trade out. So let's look at four right now after we've just gone one, two, three for quarterback. Right. Then I think at four, you got to go with the same situation where they have to find somebody for Matty Ice or you know, a, with a, a trade or a trade. Yeah, one of the two. But I mean, they don't have a quarterback for Matty Ice. But do you see a quarterback that fits in their type of system that they have right now? I don't. I don't see. Yeah, it, I, don't, you know? I don't. I don't see it. I mean, Matt Jones, he's a guy that'll fit in that type of system because he's the closest to Matty Ice out of the guys we just talked about. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Trey Lance. I mean, uh, I mean. Trey Lance, if you put Justin Fields first, Trey Lance, I mean, I guess you can go out there and make him that quarterback also. I thought you said he's that dude, man. He Trey is that dude. So then he why would you take him at four? Well, I'm talking about you got system-specific guys. You know, I mean, the way the NFL is going, right, everybody's going to this athletic quarterback that not only can, you know, run around, but they can push the ball down the field. I mean, okay. Mahomes has made, you know – this uh, uh the capability of a quarterback be more than just a guy you know that can run around but he can throw in all these awkward positions you know they're you know baseball players become more and more uh quarterback-esque or i mean or the opposite rather you know they can throw from underhanding and you know throwing from different body positions that's what makes you know zach wilson such a good prospect as a quarterback his okay. ability to go out there and throw from awkward positions with velocity and a little accuracy have you watched tape on him Yes. On Wilson. Lance or, or Wilson? On on I've watched tape on Wilson and what little tape I could on on, on, on Lance. I mean, he's just one season and then mm-hmm. he had one game this year. Right. And he played, you know, he played average in the first half and the second half he took over. But you know, I, I look at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson reminds me a lot of the way Baker Mayfield played when he was oh, in yeah? Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that he he gets out of trouble and, he's and frenetic. Push the ball down. Yes, frenetic, frenetic in the pocket. Bam. Yes. We're going to need higher breakdowns on all all the five quarterbacks. I got you. I all got right. You. Yep, all I five quarterbacks. Well, we won't do it all at once. We'll oh, but see, you know, the only thing is I can't, we can't do, um, we can't do YouTube, uh, YouTube um, film on it. No, I couldn't get film. We had to use YouTube film. I, I can't get it off anything else. Well, we're on YouTube. You don't think we could, I know video as far as music, but we play a lot of TV stuff that never really gets banned. We'll mm. we'll figure that out. Let's do it. All right. So Let's here's the question: Before we automatically assume that number four is going to be another quarterback, let's look at this very what could be realistic scenario. 
Does any team identify a non-quarterback and say, there's a threat, Cincinnati will draft them. We need to leapfrog Cincinnati, get to four and draft Sewell, Chase, or anybody else. Pitts, thank you. Or anybody else fill in the blank. Because if Mm -hmm. that's a possibility, then I think we at least need to factor that in. Now, for the purposes of this discussion, we could say quarterback, at least for the Falcons, and move on. But if you're trading back and you're Atlanta – where Harry goes, I agree that we should look at that as a scenario, and I don't necessarily think it automatically means they're going to trade back to a team who wants a quarterback. They may trade with a team who identifies who Cincinnati's going to take and say, uh-uh, we want that kid. We want Pitts. We want Stewart. We want Chase. Yeah, no doubt. Um, if, who if, would that team be? Detroit? Well, I've I seen think a couple Carolina. of scenarios where New England gets in there somehow. Right, right. Or Carolina. You know what, Harry? Are we discounting Carolina from moving up from nine or what are they? Eight, eight, right. Yeah. Are we discounting them guys? Cause think about this, right? Cause Barrett, you just mentioned how it fields gets that benefit of the doubt and all. If there's a run one, two, three, does Carolina say we're not risking somebody taking our guy who's left of one of the two and say, ah, we're moving up to right. four just so yes. we can get our guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, we look at, I mean, that's your guy. He's got to tie himself to a quarterback. He can't tie him to the guy he has right now. He has to tie himself to a quarterback. But here's the thing. Does Atlanta help Carolina in their own division? Go get a quarterback. That's real tough. I don't know. I don't know that that happens unless the deal is just so big that you can't pass it up. You're going to, you know, you don't want to just allow your division mate to jump up four slots in your spot and get their quarterback. Right. I don't know about that. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. I think that would be um, a pretty big factor. So let's let's now, I, I think we can assume, even if it's tentatively, I think we can assume that somebody takes a quarterback now at four. So now we're at Cincinnati. And if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, I get that you have not added technically a first-round pick with not making this deal, although – Let's all we pretty much agree that if the Colts make the playoffs, which they should, that's going to be first next year. So you've added capital, but you really are draft. You're drafting. You have the second draft pick at six. We have just established that through one through four, all quarterbacks, all at a position that you don't necessarily need to draft. You're drafting number two. Yeah. You're getting the second position player. Yeah. And here's the thing, Harry and Barrett, let's put it in perspective even more so. You just moved from number two to number 10. You moved really from two to 12, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that we're knocking a couple of picks off here. You've moved back significantly here, and especially since you have the second pick essentially in this draft, virtually in this draft, literally if you want to count quarterbacks as a position of not need. Does that not encapsulate? You went two to eight. You went two to eight. You now have the eighth. Well, because there's four this, quarterbacks uh, ahead of you, so you have the eighth pick of position right. players. Yeah, right. uh, you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, but I, I would not mind. Team. I would not mind moving up and getting a generational talent like Pitts or Chase, moving back up. You know, since all the quarterbacks would it have surprise ran. you if he did? It no, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise at all. me at all. It wouldn't at all. In fact, I would actually prefer it because <laughs> if you stay at twelve, I think you got to go defense. You gotta okay. go defense. Wait a second. What are you giving up to get back in there? Isn't the price? We have three first round picks in? next year. Oh, I know, but 
doesn't possible. it mitigate what you've already done to get back to 12? Aren't you starting the process of breaking even? Like you're like me. Yeah. As soon as that Oregon State or as soon as that uh, Oregon USC game, you're crashing out. Right. I'm live betting the hell out of it. So I make out. All right. I, I leave that game okay because I was able to live bet the hell out of my early mistakes. Don't you want that here in this case? Yeah, you're right, man. I, yeah. still, I, I still don't, I don't put it past him, man. I, I really don't. Okay. You know what? I keep applying your logic to his logic, not Harry, <laughs> but the front office and. Yeah, that's different. Okay. Well, I mean, look at this then. I mean, look, what, what really irritates me is pick ten and eleven, Dallas and, and I, the Giants. I, yeah, and I have to, I have to, t I have to take that out, you know, out of my mindset, man. You know, in order to make, uh, you know, a, a collectively a good pick, you know, if, if I'm going forward, because I could see, man. I mean, I could see Dallas going to get Patrick Sertain, and mm -hmm. then yep. turn around the the Giants getting. Uh, Michael Parsons. I mean, uh, Michael Parsons or Denver taking Parsons before that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean that 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 could could have would have should have. I mean, you'll still you probably still will have like we said Smith and yeah. and Waddle there. And the Colts don't have to make the playoffs for it to turn from a second to a first. Right. He's he just a, has just to play seventy five percent of the snaps. Yep. It's seventy percent, I believe, and and make the playoffs. Right. And, and 70, so. I see this. This is common. I don't I don't disagree with people coming to this conclusion. And, and I think it's a rational conclusion. Dom Perry on the stream and others talent pool, other positions still great at 12. And I think what happens is we now start to factor in the history of who's drafting at 12. Mm -hmm. And that's why I try to paint that picture of the Eagles were drafting really at two. And you want to talk about how difficult it is to screw up number six. Right. What about how difficult it is to screw up two? Yeah. When all the quarterbacks are off the board, one through four, now you've got right. Cincinnati, and they are dictating. If you like Pitts and Sewell, Bengals are dictating who you're taking. That's fine. Right. You've been in that position before as, as a second spot. So that's why I, I feel like it's difficult for me to accept that you have the same type of, or at least why would you leave it up to circumstance as opposed to making sure you control it? Who knows what happens now, as you mentioned, divisional opponents. Maybe the Giants get wind that a team in the AFC wants the same player that the Eagles do. So well, they see, play back just well, to be a you-know-what. Shan, man, you, you doing, I got to do, do it to you. All right, well, you're, thinking, you're, you're thinking, thinking too break. logically, man. You're thinking too logically. Break, okay. We'll be right back. It's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. No. All right. Just want to make sure that we were in break. You, you think it's too logical with that, man. You know, that makes too much sense. Way too much sense. Now you're lecturing me. This is on, on why why we move. Period. If I went, yeah, no, yeah. great because I, we started the show with me trying to check you and being like, "Man, you're applying your logic to a, an illogical situation." And now I've done it. I've fallen into the trap. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for pulling me out, man. Now uh, on the stream, NFC East Beast says New England media is saying that Miami and Philly conspired to keep them from getting a quarterback. Hmm. <laughs> Should we check in with the mutt, Mike Muttnansky up in uh, Boston? Yeah, why not? All right. Let me text the him. mutt. He's great. <laughs> is, is there a way? I mean, at this point, 
who would be a good quarterback in uh he's great in New England right now? I could see Hoodie taking Trey Lance. Everybody thinks yeah. Mac Jones is the guy for like New England. Mm-hmm. I could see him trying to get Trey I Lance. Up there, yeah. Yeah. But he would have to trade Cincinnati would have to be a trade. They'd have to trade with Atlanta, probably. Or Atlanta, yeah. 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 Got a DM. Um Wait, is, is he not following me? Mutt at night? Oh, jeez. Did he unfollow? No. You know that J.C. Horn kid? His his dad's Joe Horn. Oh, the, the receiver? Remember the receiver from the Saints? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Joe Horn. Yeah. Kansas City, Saints. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dallas is going to take Sertain from Alabama. I think so also. I mean, that'll be two. They'll have two two Alabama corners for them. Yeah. They'll do something like that, too. I can just see Jerry Jones high-fiving after the right, pick is right. in. and <laughs> Yeah, how he wins. Look what we just did. He'll head to the liquor cabinet, get the Johnny Walker blue out. <laughs> we did it again to him, fellas. We did it again. <laughs> Hey, Howie, I hate to do it to you, but. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sorry. I'm texting. And, you know, then the Giants go up and get Micah Parsons. Their defense is already looking pretty good, man. And yeah, then they add him to the already mix. pretty good. You're right. Then they add him to the mix. Well. Thinks the Eagles and Dolphins. I think we're back. So I'm reaching out right now. You are listening to the middle on the Sportsman Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I'm reaching out to see if we can get to the bottom of this conspiracy because now I'm in definitely intrigued. Any conspiracy that involves the Patriots, Barrett, a team that you have no problem believing every and all conspiracy surrounding from even prior to Bill Belichick's existence with that team. So all of it, I, I get. We are being told on the stream that the New England media is pushing a conspiracy that the Eagles and Dolphins conspired against the Eagles, or Patriots, part of me, to prevent them from drafting a quarterback. I can see that. <laughs> just just because it's New England, right? To keep the man down. The man is keeping him down, Howie and, uh, and Greer. Chris Greer, it? he's a uh, – he's a um, He's a New England guy also. Yes, he is. So they're just anti the whole thing. Right, right. You know, anything to keep him down. Keep him down. Well, I, I, I was really shocked, man, because when you text me, I had just saw that, uh, you know, the Miami trade with, with the 49ers. And then not even, not even 10 minutes later, Right. The Eagles trade drops. Here's the thing. While you just before we texted you. And I was on the way to the doctor. I had to, I had to go get a physical. Yeah, we, well, we, that's the thing. I think you even had to leave a little early. Right. Because right. 
So I'm actually, I'm going back and forth on text with Xander and we're trying to figure out if doing a hit was worth it because the trade impacts people in front of the Eagles. And we thought, all right, we could at least do a hit where it's you and I, we're talking about how this would impact the Philadelphia Eagles at six. And right as we're going back and forth, I think like I sent a text and he sent a text and I'm about to send a third text back. And then we find out, oh no, by the way, the Eagles are the one who traded. So madness, madness all around, not Eagles all around. <laughs> That's next year. All right, we're back in 30 on the stream. We'll see at the top of the next hour. We'll get some word. Hopefully, Mike Mutnansky reaches out as well. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, sports map radio. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mac and Jody Mac across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. It's my 11-year anniversary today. 11 years of what? Take a guess. 2010. Uh, in Philadelphia? No, no, not specific to Philadelphia. Mm. It's not anything to do with drugs, positive or negative. It's nothing to do with anything relationship-wise or mm. anything like that. And it's not the anniversary of a loved one or anything like that. It's actually kind of an obvious one. I'm surprised that at least Harry didn't jump right out of that. 11 years? 11 years. Since I snowboarded, it might be. At this point, I don't know if I could bend over and buckle up anymore. <laughs> now you, I have to do the step. Since anymore. you shaved your head? That's a good one, Harry. That's that's Actually, I've been shaving it way prior to 2010. Okay. But yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I do like that. Hmm. It's not golf-related. Um, see the gears working in Harry's mind mm -hmm. right now as he's thinking and thinking 11 years since you were last uh, autonomous another fantastic one and no you're actually a decade <laughs> short oh man I'm way yeah, off so you're about 20 years out since when wow. I last put out any type of I don't know I'm stoked content. come on Twitter Oh, 
since you've been on Twitter. Chicken yourself, right? Wow. Yeah, I, I sign on today to retweet something, and the first thing I see is, today is your 11-year anniversary on Twitter. It's like, oh, oh wow. Nice reminder. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's actually real. <laughs> Jason Coletti knew the answer. Coletti, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Plaxville said grew a pair. <laughs> Harry, it's his Twitter anniversary. Since Domino's made you dress as the Noid. No, actually, I didn't have to dress it. The Noid was gone when I worked for Domino's, man. Trust me. I actually delivered to people who looked like the Noid in Gettysburg, PA, more so than I did. You, uh, you delivered pizza? So my I had to stick around for an extra semester at Gettysburg. And I wasn't getting any A or anything like I just I my my last semester of my real senior year in Gettysburg, I didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Like I was I just was like, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm getting out of here. I didn't show up. I showed up. I took a Spanish class. I was near fluent at the time. So I didn't even show up to class. I just showed up during exams, aced all the exams. But it's a liberal arts school. So attendance was like a third. Mm. my grade so i'd fail or get d minuses i was like or whatever so they were like look you can't we can't graduate you unless you come back for an extra semester so i i wasn't able to get nobody was going to help or anything like that it was pretty much all right you know you, you have to continue to work and, and make sure that you have enough to push the extra semester so i had to i lived in gettysburg at a house off campus house mm-hmm. i lived there for the summer and delivered for Domino's. And worked at a bar in the evenings, just basically to, to stock up cash to for the extra semester. Wow! Only to basically screw up again in the extra semester. Finally, we're like, all right, just get out of here. But man, I'm telling you, that town shrinks significantly, and it goes from being like, okay, you know, a northeastern feeder type college, mm-hmm. small liberal arts college, to being Gettysburg. Yeah. Here. Real uh, fast. I spent a summer in Shippensburg. You know I, know, I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. <laughs> I'll tell you the best thing I ever did. And, and you know, you, you always have these things where, you know, you deliver late and there's somebody crazy wacky at a hotel or something. And you're always hitting on like the desk clerk and stuff. But I remember, and I think I've told this to you, Harry, at least on the air a little bit, but not on this show that I was delivering to the reenactment because every year, you know, for the three days, they have the reenactment. So I show up Domino's. I got the sign on the car and everything. Got three Domino's pizzas. These two women come out. That's for us. That's for us. All of a sudden you see a crowd of people basically coming in there. Who ordered pizza? Who the hell ordered? Cause it's like, <laughs> who the hell ordered Domino's? <laughs> all this thing. Not real yeah, fake muskets and stuff. They're all upset. Jacob media throwing stuff on the ground. I can't believe you ordered that pizza. What the hell are you doing? We got that pepperoni pizza for Colonel Pickett. (laughs) Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Oh, boy. Your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know my name. Exactly what Pat Hayden envisioned. When he went out and signed and got Andy to come west, it's built the basketball program at a school that has a rich football tradition That's and get this team to a place where they could be talking about going to a Final Four. They're one game away from it now. Yeah, they got a beautiful facility. They're getting great players now. Solid coaching staff establishing the culture. Yeah, no question about it. Now that's USC. This yeah. 
Welch will inbound. And that'll do it. What a surprise. Oregon State is going to the regional finals. I need a little Kevin Harlan in our lives. I'm sorry. I was looking for that one there. But there you have it from TNT to TBS. USC moves on late, late last night. You might have fallen asleep after the first half. Nobody's going to blame you. That thing was over. But the other one, as you hear, Loyola, that was the way in which the weekend began. Mm -hmm. Sister Jean getting escorted out of the building because it got hostile at one point. I made it to about a third of the way through the second half of the USC-Oregon game last night. I passed out. I just went to sleep. I woke up on the couch at 1 in the morning. Okay. And, and I looked, I checked the phone, made sure, yep, they covered, they won. They <laughs> <should have been. laughs> yeah, I had, I had to do some uh, tinkering there. And, yeah. And look, you know, I, I say this because you all should know this here. I get a DM. I wake up to a DM yesterday. It was pretty funny. And it's from Gregory at chef underscore keys 24. I read your article and took Syracuse Moneyline at plus 215. So I wrote at the beginning of the week on Philly Voice because mm -hmm. at the beginning of the week, I really loved Syracuse. And here's the thing, to Gregory and everybody else, you're never locked into anything. These are living, breathing organisms, these games. You can live bet the hell out of that. You can hedge. You could also pay attention to the fact that me and everybody else is telling you, Syracuse, you should probably fade it on Friday. Well, yeah, Friday. I, I Was it Thursday or Friday when I said that that Thursday. is a huge public play? Thursday because by then it had already turned into that and that's when I took the Houston Cougars at six and a half all right we're back in three hey New Jersey if you bet on sports then you need prop swap America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets we're all using it to cash in this basketball season just head into your nearest casino pick your favorite teams to win it all and sell those tickets on prop swap they have thousands of buyers across the country and you can sell too and listing your ticket is always free this is your newest side hustle the average seller on prop swap makes $500 every month if you aren't selling on prop swap then you're missing out go to PropSwap.com today and click the sell button to learn more attention gun owners in the philadelphia region sign up now with our nra instructor bob dooley who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class which is being held at delaware valley sports center in philadelphia for information drop an email to info at delaware valley sports that's info at delaware valley sports learn the fundamentals at delaware valley sports center you can't miss the, the, the middle. <laughs> we need a Lil Maze. Wait, wait, yeah. what was the commercial? Yeah, Harry goes, I don't need a Lil anything. You'd have Lil Harry or Lil Maze. Lil Maze. And, and you pull a <laughs> string Maze. and it yeah. says, I am out. Or so, like four or five different Maze sayings. Now that's an idea. Did you see a Shander doll? It oh, never yeah. stops talking. No, oh, you don't even God. need to pull the string. The middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Maze. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. 
Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. Come on, Paz. Paul Mills, Wendy Mills. Get a chance to reset. Gonna try to take the last shot of the game. Lance Davis for the lead. Ridiculous. Wow, that was a contested shot, too. Contested. Went straight up. Yep. Double teamed. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Gonna try to take the last shot of the game. Mitch Davis for the lead. Timeout 2.9, Arkansas by two. You know what though? He's a defender also. He's not really a scorer. He's the defender, their best defender. That, He's all SEC defender. Yeah. Not known for hitting that shot. That's, That's Barrett's Razorbacks right there. Right. And, and I have to be honest, did Kevin Harlan, who had the call right there, did he not have the Razorbacks on the money line? <laughs> it was kind of a, a low-key call, right? A lot of fair call. the bucket. I know. <laughs> What what is that? Wait a second. He did not even acknowledge the bucket. Could he have been getting caught up in the Oral Roberts storyline? And know, maybe he might have yeah. for Oral to win that game. Yeah, I think you're right. There was an oral, there was some sort of component involved here. He was full yeah. on, he was all oraled up. Well, yeah, because when can you ever say that word, really? I mean, Oral Hershiser's been gone for years. Exactly. That's the only time you get to really say oral in public. Well, that show Moral Oral has been off Comedy Central for a little bit, too. Or yeah. Network, whatever one it was on, right? I didn't even know it was on. Oh, uh, my uh, you're not a Moral Oral guy? What Moral Oral? What's that? What's Moral about that? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, you know, Barrett is all fired up this week. To Wait, talk baseball. No, 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 no. We, yes. we he to. is all baseball. I got up. shot down. Everyone on the street. I got shot down. You know, I, my bosses and everything. What, what, here's what the thing, though. About? Like we actually have relevant NFL stuff, and and you're trying to get to baseball. Of all people, you you're trying <laughs> to get to baseball. Oh, I had on here. We I had connects too. Game going yesterday, and, and all of a sudden Barrett's talking about <laughs> opening day. I'm like, what the heck is opening day? Yes. Then I text, I hate to do it to you. <laughs> then Harry texts back, no, you're not going to either. <laughs> I'm out on all things baseball. <laughs> we might not talk about it at all this year. Honestly. We may I mean, not. Opening day for the for the for the Phillies is Thursday, man. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should just adopt Ron's team. And out of spite, 
we should just the only time we talk about baseball this year is the Padres. The Padres, yeah. yeah not even bring attention to the fact of it. Just subtly go from, hey, Eagles, da, 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 da. you know, you see what the Padres did last year? Padre, man, that Padres yeah. lineup is something. That's terrible. Why, why man. Yeah. Open. <laughs> Well, the Dodgers. I apologize. The Dodgers. I know there's a lot of hand wringing going on around in Philadelphia about Scott Kingery being sent down to the minors. Yeah, them down. A yeah. lot of people are talking about the hitting coach has ruined all these young prospects and all this kind of stuff. Not ruined tomorrow. No, no, no. <laughs> That's pretty good by you, there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Which will take what off are they on doing Ruben tomorrow? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. I, they stop. We're not going to go down this road. You're not going to trap, subtly trap us into painting this white fence. It's not going to work. All right. You're not going to trick me into doing a household chore by telling me it's a lot of fun. You should try it out. We're not going down that Phillies road. All right. I, I caught you, Barrett. I know exactly what you're doing. I was trying to figure out who the starters were going to be. That's all. Maybe you guys know. Yeah. I, 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 maybe you should tell me. It's always a harmless little question, isn't it? Oh, I was mm-hmm. asking who the opening day starter was. That's all. Next I know. You're 20 minutes into a baseball analytic conversation. We look back and we have to yeah. apologize to everybody. But can you really go in without a, a center fielder this year? They got I mean, a center fielder. That's the worst of it is that it's the guy who was uh, a double Herrera. Is gonna I be know. That's, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's going to make the squad. No, you're not going to Especially since me. Kingery went down, he's going to make the squad, bro. You're not going to trick me. I'm just trying to figure out if there's anything that that squad can do to to grab me in. Here's what you can do right now. You have now. the best catcher in baseball. Oh, so what? I'm going to tell you what you can do right now. Catcher. All right? You can go to whatever sports book that is you're choosing. I don't care if it's legal here in PA or Jersey or you're global in Houston. Mm-hmm. Take the under 81 and a half. You're actually – that's going to be the most famous hook in Philadelphia since Bernard Hopkins was in the ring, all right? Is, is that what the number is right now, 81 and a half? One and a half. How do you not pound the under, even if they go 500, which they most likely will? See, right. Jared, I told no, you. They will not go 500, man. I'm, all right, I'm abstaining from they the rest of the They got their shortstop back, man. Come on, man. You're not going to fool me. They're going to be good this year, bro. We got the stream talking about Adam Hazley now, JT's thumb. I hate what you've done to this, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because you're a person of influence, and you know, see, Harry, he understands. He can wield power with the stream now. Right, I know. <laughs> I know. Him because he mentioned everybody by name in the promo, so it's Barrett can do right. the wrong books. Right, right. Oh, man, and this is uh, – stream, this, I mean, this really happened. I'm trying to get these guys I – had, I had three guys I was ready to call, you know, you know, doing pre- and post-game shows. You're not going to have them here. Bam. And they're like, what are you talking about? Of course we no, can have them here. They're, they're begging to talk to somebody about the baseball team. Exactly. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> sure, I'll come on the show, Barrett. You want to talk Phillies? I, I'm available Monday, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, Thursday, right. and Friday. <laughs> hey, you guys you know are what? terrible, man. That's the line of the day. That's going to be. That's going to stand. We need a segment on Friday, line of the week, because that would stand. Nobody wants to hear it. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh it's, man, it is absolutely. Amazing. I have the black book out, ready to call him. And oh everything. yeah, are you kidding me? Nope, <laughs> nope. Look, Strahan, all of the people you played with, you telling me you don't have Eli on the speed dial? Come on, Bro, I told you, man. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like Eli, eighty nine percent locked in, eighty nine percent locked in on Big Trey. 
Well, we got yeah, Trey. Trey will yeah. be the yeah. Trey, Trey Thomas, especially yeah. on the stream here visually to to look at Trey. We can you know we'll, we'll track down Westbrook, I'm sure, but we're just looking at people that are outside that only you have the true touch, the golden touch. That's all. I want to get a, like a real draft guru on. Well, who let's let's look at that. Who would be the guru? Jeremiah. Oh, Daniel Jeremiah is really good. Yeah. I mean, we used to get him on back in the radio days. I don't know, you know, if that's still available or not, but he's really, know. really good. Conference calls now, so he might, yeah, he might be above the individuals. We could track Lou Riddick down as well. He's another guy. He's really good. Yep. Right. Right. Lenny Dykstra said he'd come oh, on. Baldy. <laughs> Baldy can't come on. He's not oh, allowed yeah. to, right? Because no, he's got contract? some exclusive deal. He can't. He oh, can't God. violate his exclusivity. See, we we deal in radio and visual here. So because we're with Sports Map Radio, because we're with PhillyVoice.com slash The Middle, we deal two times over with somebody who might have a conflict. So that's why, unfortunately, with Baldy, we can, it's it's a shame too because I mean he would be amazing, and especially with you, Barrett, on the show is another component. And a guy that we love, all of us, but unfortunately, we can't get around that. Gabe? No, we're not getting the manager of the San Francisco 49ers no. or Giants, pardon me, on here. So that's not – I think as far as draft is concerned, it's probably going to be Jeremiah or Riddick we would start with, right? Is there anybody else? I mean, Kuiper, but I don't know. I mean, I, I – Does he knock down doors for you? Right, right. No. Fran Duffy? Yes. I wonder if I just look at this really quick. The L.A. Chargers are right behind the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Yeah, and they're probably taking a tackle, right? I, I would think so. Yeah. So if we look ahead, guys like from really now five down, there will not be – you might have Carolina unless Carolina trades up. If Carolina trades up with Atlanta – then maybe Atlanta thinks they can get Mac Jones at eight or Carolina doesn't care who falls after the first four. They know that nobody in front of them is going to get a quarterback and really New England might be the only team. But again, New England, just New England hovering might force Carolina to move up to, mm -hmm. to four. To make sure they get one. Exactly. Yeah. And not allow it up for chance. Point being is that while you'll find a good player now at 12, and I don't discount that, the top players in this draft, as far as even on defense, look to be off. In, in fact, as Harry mentioned, J.C. Horn, right? Yeah. Son Joe Horn. He, he's your guy now, Barrett. The guy you Yeah, he would have to be my guy, yeah. Right? He's going to have to be your guy because the guy you wanted for the whole time and Patrick Sertan, he's, he's not going to be there. He's probably not going to be there. No. And look, if and, I'm going to end up, he's, and he's going to end up with my, my, my nemesis. He's going to be wearing Alex. a star on his helmet. Right. Yep. Yep. There's really no way the cat like Denver, Denver's about to lose Von Miller. Right. They're going to take Parsons. You watch. Yep. You're exactly right, Harry. Yep. I bet money on that, that they yep. take Parsons. Here, here's a question for you. Are we absolutely, and you know, maybe you can send a text down south but are we absolutely positively 100 percent positive that carolina is taking a quarterback in this draft positive 100 percent. i can't go 100 percent, but i'm pretty heavily there you have to be. Yeah. yeah they have to be man because yeah. at this point they they're a quarterback away i mean defensively they're, they're starting to climb the ladder again um offensively they're kind of self-sufficient you know but their quarterback 
he just had a real laissez-faire, not a bad year, but a laissez-faire year. Mm-hmm. You know, so they they want an impact player. I mean, he wants to he wants to hitch his his name to a quarterback. You know, yeah. that's how you stay around. Yeah. I see you stay in power as a, as a uh, head coach. You, you right. hitch your name to a quarterback. Fair. That's very fair. Just curious at how <laughs> this thing plays out because Sewell, Chase, Sertan, and Parsons are essentially off the board. Mm-hmm. And if you want to attra- attach a quarterback to Carolina, do that. Kyle Pitts is off the board as well. So, right. again, Devontae Smith is most likely off the board. And guess where Smith's going? The Giants. Most likely. Right. This is a Daniel Jones or bust year for New York. They're approaching it like we either are on board with this kid after what mm-hmm. we're surrounding him with or we're not. So got Kyle Rudolph in there. They've got Ross, what, uh, Ross, right, from Cincinnati, who's been injured most of his career. Yep. Galladay. They just brought in Galladay. And Galladay, right, right, right. So you add Smith to a group already with Slayton. We know that he can get down the field. Shepard, if he's healthy, he's back, right? Yep. Then the, the tight end they just acquired also. Yes, yeah, right. Rudolph, Harry mentioned yeah. you can run 12. I mean, you could run if it's five wide outs, if it's two tight ends. Now you have a also they still have Engram, right? Yes. Yeah. And you also have a pretty good kid out of the backfield who can also catch the football. Right. Safe so, going back. Yeah. When he's healthy. Right. You know, a, a name, a name that, you know, I know they're talking about uh, the Chargers getting them, but a, a guy like. Um, um, now that is from, the team, the Chargers. North, I apologize. It from. Um, from um northern northwestern tackle oh, the cornerback or the tackle because there's the a tackle. cornerback there too Rashawn Slater, Slater right Rashawn yeah. Slater is yeah. I mean he's he has unbelievable feet unbelievable technique he'll come in he'll be a day one starter wherever he ends up I mean he okay. is really good he in fact he might be even better than you know than 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 the Sewell. guy from Sewell, you know Sewell yeah from uh, from Oregon Sewell didn't even play right he yeah opted he out because of this year that's a good right. point Harry my but question he, is this, if Slater, and I'm not saying if, like, I don't believe you, I'm assuming, you know what, I'll ask this question in the break, stick it, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, how you can watch on the radio across the country, the app as well on Sports Map Radio. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. All right. Now I forgot what I was going to ask. You remember? Not AC Slater, huh? Yeah, we're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean Slater and a tackle if they no. go tackle. I mean, it wouldn't. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, this is a question. I actually have it for you. So here's the thing. And this is where I don't understand the Philadelphia Eagles, right? If they've recognized that there is a potential generational talent at quarterback worth 
trying to trade up from six to two and giving up everything, although they now know that two won't budge. So that's the only reason why they wouldn't do that. Why wouldn't they do that now and and, and put Hertz on the bench at the expense of drafting somebody up at two, right? Or three, depending on when you can get them. Why wouldn't they do that at 12 if, and I'm not saying if, like, I don't believe it. I'm saying if, assuming that you're right, Slater really is that guy. It's like, okay, I get it. You still have Dillard on the team. You're still hoping that Maialata can turn into a, a Pro Bowl talent. But if you're recognizing a generational player at a position of so much importance at tackle, it almost doesn't matter who's still on your team. Like, it didn't matter that Jalen Hurts was still on their team. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. yeah. It makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I don't do they, they do that. Do they know that Dillard can play? They don't know. No, which is even more reason why, right. Harry, I think if Slater's on the board, while Harry and Barrett's been right to pound the defensive drum, I get it, I get it. But if Slater is this generational guy at tackle, my yeah. God, then you have to take him no matter who you have on the team. Well, yeah, you you might have to do that anyways, considering the fact that all these uh, older players that you have that are, that are, you know, are pivotal pieces in your offense. I mean, from the right tackle all the way to to the center, you know, you have guys that may not play after this. Right. So, you know, I mean, if you're going to start replacing these guys, you yeah. got to bring in talent that are worth it. You know, at this point, Dylan didn't worth two dead flies. Yeah. And he ain't worth know, the donuts whole. Lane Johnson isn't young anymore either. Nope. Right. That's and what I'm saying. He's banged up. He's banged up regularly. He's a warrior, you know, but I mean, he's been around, what, seven, seven years? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Brandon Brooks, you're listening to the guys around a little bit. Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So I'm curious, have either one of you in your prior years, maybe Ron, back when he was a bodybuilder in South Venice Beach. I don't know if you knew that. He spent some time down there. What? Better. He was a bodybuilder? Well, yeah, he was one of those guys that did push-ups and pull-ups. He wasn't. Oh, just curls. He was just did it for the. For Stop the, playing, uh, man. You guys, you guys take things too far, he, man. He just can, wanted to look good in a tight T-shirt. You know, one of those guys? Yeah. What's up? Ron with two ends. What's up? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, there's nothing wrong with frequenting Venice Beach. He's that's where he's from, South or South California, you know, Southern Cali, LA. Uh -huh. And that's what you do is you have a healthy diet, you eat a lot of kale, and mm -hmm. you do pull-ups and curls and push-ups out there on Venice while people walk by. Don't you ever see white men can't jump? I mean, that's yeah. the epic Venice Beach when they go down and they play that game right beforehand. You see I mean, the honestly, that was written about me. Thank you. Thank you for confirming. My goodness. The, <laughs> yeah, the, that you can't jump part working. or the bodybuilding part? Which, which yeah. part are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. So I'm curious, has anybody ever been a lifeguard? I have not, of course, because nobody would want to see that. But No, but they get paid a lot of money, I understand. This? this is yeah. like yeah, $392,000, the highest paid lifeguards in L.A. County in what? 2019. Yeah. 2019. No. Yes. Of others rake in more than 200000 a year, according to an investigation by Forbes. Investigation sounds like it's criminal, right? <laughs> right. This right. is a payoff here. Right. <laughs> Who's paying these guys? I, I don't get it. I, I mean, taxpayers. Yeah, taxpayers are. Seven, uh, so this was an investigation because seven L.A. County lifeguards 
earn more than $300,000 in taxpayer dough by tapping into overtime pay. That's mm. why. But what did they do last year? They closed the beaches. Weren't the beaches closed all year? But just remember, it costs a lot to run that slow and to run in that slow motion form mm -hmm. <laughs> with, with a buoy in your hand yeah, one of those little boot what are they what are those called run man you should have told I me this earlier i don't want to have to start taking laps in my pool man so i can get ready to go to cali i would for what <laughs> to be a body uh, uh uh what do you call it a um, lifeguard. A lifeguard god to be a lifeguard man you got to be willing to jump off a pier yeah, there's sharks in that water too. Great whites. Yeah. Uh, that's what you dogs. you actually saving people from great whites. See, that's 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 a deal breaker there, man. As a as a lifeguard, you have to swim out there knowing that this guy's getting ate up or this woman's getting ate up by a shark, bit mm -hmm. by a shark, and right. you got to swim out there and get it. I, I think that's worth three hundred thousand dollars a year. It puts things in. No, but so much of this is overtime. What the hell are you doing on, on overtime? Your shift's over. Like you don't need to stay out there. It's not like somebody else isn't ready to come right in. It's just extra time out there to either be seen or see people. That's mm -hmm. all right. Well, yeah, when I, whenever I used to go to the shore, there was always like three or four lifeguards all hanging around one of the chairs. Right. And it was usually where there was a hot girl. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, now that I support overtime in that sense, I know I'll be called out, but uh, you know, in certain cases I do support overtime, but I also recognize that if it means destroying overtime, for the betterment of the cause, I'm willing to make a sacrifice. All right, I mean, look, they had two two movies about being a a lifeguard, bro. Two. What's that? One of the two movies about that. I know Rock was in one of them. Well, the there was Baywatch. I don't. Did they turn that into a movie? I'm sure. I thought they did. That was a yeah. series. Right. Exactly. It was yeah. a series. But I'm sure, Harry. Like everything gets turned into a movie. That there was probably a Baywatch movie, if not. And well, I, I never I watched. Watch, yeah. I never saw Baywatch. So what? What concepts could you mean? All right, you're drowning, and they go get you. What? What, what other concepts do you have in in, in being a lifeguard? Out Man, there? they made an entire series out of just having people either in bikinis, mm -hmm. one suits, or the one or the one piece shirt off. Yeah, yep. eh. that's it. Running in the sand. As Ron said, it costs a lot of money. There's a lot of demand right. to supply people running in slow motion. Think about it. I, 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 I just can't get past the sharp part. Berserker Swordsman is asking a question of us on the stream. If we get paid overtime for overtime. No, overtime is courtesy of Book It Sports. Mm -hmm. So they're providing it for you. And we're happy to be part of it. That's all. Absolutely happy. Yeah, absolutely. I really get to voice my real opinion. There really was a movie, by the way. Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. Barrett's going to talk baseball in overtime this year once opening day starts. Yeah, that's going to be a solo, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here, Harry, Harry, bear with me for a second, okay? Just bear yeah. with me, Harry. Right. Right? If you're watching on the stream and if you're listening to the radio, you'll only hear one voice because if you're watching on the stream, this is exactly – what talking baseball with Brooks and OT is going to look like. That's it. No, no overtime. Come on, man. You guys got to give me a little bit. Give me a little bit of baseball, a little bit. 
It's America's past. Be breaking down the bullpen rotations. <laughs> what bullpen rotation? Do they have one now? Exactly. <laughs> Just one big face smiling about. I can't wait. You'll be propping up Scott Kingery. Or don't yep. worry, don't worry. He'll be back up there. All yep. the positivity you put behind Brian Elliott before you mush that team. Right. Yeah, I don't st- even talk about it. Yeah, anymore. the Flyers stink too. Yeah. That's horrible. Man. Oh man, I love it. I absolutely love it. This is craziness. Hey, coming up, we'll do this coming up in the next segment because we'll have a little more time. But the NFL announced that they're going to release their 17-game schedule this week. The spoiler alert for us here in Philadelphia, and it's unfortunate for Jake because it's just another loss on the Jets' schedule. As bad as the Eagles will be, I don't think they'll be as bad as the Jets. So it looks like the Eagles will be taking on the Jets in that 17th game that they'll play the extra game that they'll play. So I don't know if you guys caught that, but I did not. Yes. And you we'll talk about the extra then? game. I'm sorry. You know what happens when those type of games are? I mean, that that both, both teams that have their cars gassed up and packed mm. in the parking lot. So after the game, they'll go in, Hey, I'm fine. That's my physical peace. I'll see you. And they'll yeah, be gone. Barrett. I don't think it's necessarily the last game of the year. Oh, okay. I think it was just added into the schedule because everybody in the NFC East is playing the AFC East as an additional game. Right. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles lucked out in whatever capacity you look at lucking out in and taking on the Jets where the other teams are taking on the other three in the AFC. So if if it is the last game of the season and they just tacked it onto that, you're a thousand percent right. I don't think right. anybody's going to care at all about that. But I think but I, it is. Integrated in. I think it's going to be an NFC East opponent, like it typically is. Week seventeen. It's been like that forever. Final game. I I agree. I agree. So John is going to come on with us tomorrow. It looks like, Mm -hmm. and we'll chat with John McMullen everything about the trade and all. Still haven't heard back from Mike, Mike Mudnansky up in Boston. See if there was any truth to that rumor, but we'll see. I can't imagine that the Eagles and Dolphins conspired, but it is such a great thing to believe, isn't it? All right, we're back in three. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience Uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront. to make sure. 
Hey, New Jersey, if you bet on sports, then you need PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. We're all using it to cash in this basketball season. Just head into your nearest casino, pick your favorite teams to win it all, and sell those tickets on PropSwap. They have thousands of buyers across the country, and you can sell too. And listing your ticket is always free. This is your newest side hustle. The average seller on PropSwap makes $500 every month. If you aren't selling on PropSwap, then you're missing out. Go to PropSwap.com today and click the sell button to learn more. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Yeah, don't forget tomorrow uh, we do have a baseball guy on. That's right. Who was that? John Boy. Why don't you? Uh, we're back in about. Who has nine hundred over nine hundred thousand subscribers to his YouTube channel? Amazing. Yes. Yeah, we should be looking at now that we know this thing is crushing on YouTube. We should be looking at people who are crushing it like exponentially more because that should. Yeah. Help. Xander can fill us in on that, but I imagine it it begets more and more eyes and more eyes. So now, what do we do with the? Uh, with the skunk tomorrow we going to limit him to an hour the second hour of the show when yeah when, let's do this let's talk this through is that his new that's his new name the skunk well when he gives out bad picks <laughs> you're listening to the middle on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I know there's one famous skunk, right? They canceled that skunk, right? Pepe Le Pew? Yeah. Yeah. But is, is there any other famous skunk? Is there one that I'm missing? There, there's got to be one from Disney, right? No. No? I'm not sure. I'm not up on my Disney characters. All right, I'm not well, up on skunks. Top five famous skunks. What happens if I type that in? Go ahead. I'm interested to hear the results because right. I can only name one. It was is Pepe, Pepe Le, Pew. Le Pew. Yeah. All right. So watch Mojo, whatever the hell this is. Watchmojo.com is giving me the top 10 most famous fictional skunks. All right. Number one is Flower from Bambi. Uh, okay. Now that's I a Disney Pepe, thing, right? Yeah. But I think Pepe Le Pew has to be number one, right? Mm-hmm. Skunk from Sesame Street. Skunk from Skunk Fu, Bradley from Codename Kids Next Door, Stinkor from He-Man. Never heard of any of these skunks. Fifi La Fume from Tiny <laughs> Toons Adventures. Now that's a ripoff of Pepe Le Pew. Well, I mean, come on. It's Tiny Toons. They're meant to be smaller versions of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, Seinfeld used to watch the Tiny Toons. Uh, Pepper Clark from Littlest Pet Shop. So Not I, the Pet I, no, Shop I, Boys. No, no. <laughs> or the little shop of horrors. Yeah, also a pet shop, right? I don't know. I I don't think that there are famous skunks. I guess not. Jason Somewhere, has got to be number. Somewhere two. Jason's got to be in there. He's got to be in the top ten. 
All right, so let's look at this. Tomorrow, you just brought this up. You pulled a Brooks, and you brought up something of big importance and of note to the show with 10 seconds to go in the break. So we didn't have time to flush it out in the break, but it's perfect because it is going against everything Harry and I railed on Barrett for for the last, I don't know, 15 minutes, and that's trying to sneak in baseball. We actually do yeah. have a pretty big baseball guest tomorrow coming on. Well, yeah, we were discussing some some of the issues with the sport of baseball last week. Uh, one of the days when we had Jason on, and it, it was ironic that that afternoon I got an email uh, from a PR you know person saying, "Hey, would you like to have John Boy on?" And John Boy is a you know sports uh, you know broadcasting figure he was instrumental in that whole Houston Astros uh, situation, and he's got a lot of followers on uh, social media and on YouTube. And he's pretty big into baseball, and I guess he's doing the rounds. And I figured, hey, I ran it by Aton. Aton's like, yeah, let's do it. So we're, he's going to join us tomorrow at eleven forty. Love it. So now that asks the question, begs, if you will, what do we do with the aforementioned skunk, Jason? Are we moving the skunk into hour two and and just I, maximizing the time with John Boy here? Because here's the thing. Yeah. You know, the person who's most excited to talk to John Boy out of the three of us is, without a doubt, Barrett. It's of Barrett. course. Yes. There's no question with that. So Barrett can definitely carry the weight normally held by the skunk in any interview, right? Well, Barrett can carry his weight in any in any interview. Well, no, but I'm saying yeah. he, he's so giddy. He's so like, we, you and I don't need, all I yeah. need to do is just introduce John right. and give out the Twitter, the YouTube, et cetera. And I probably won't even get a word in after. Right. That. I'll ask one question and <laughs> yeah. Barrett will ask like five. Yeah. It'll be full on monopoly. I, well, man, I, I, I get anxious, man. I want, I want to learn, man. That's all. That's no, all. there's nothing wrong with it. You shouldn't have to apologize or, or feel negative anything. In fact, trust me. The less Harry has to ask about baseball, the better. You, in fact, are doing Mays a favor. Hey, <laughs> I'll go back into the 70s, 80s, and 90s baseball, and John Boy and, I'll, and I'll do a show. <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, take it back to Steve Caltech. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I saw the Chiefs made a signing. Jaron Reed, right? Patrick Mahomes is all giddy that they inked the former defensive tackle from Seattle. Okay. All right. Just just making sure that everybody's up to date on that. Yeah, here's a wild guess. The Kansas City Chiefs will draft an offensive tackle in the draft. All right. <laughs> I'm going out there on that limb and I'm going to predict that. Right, right. So they they may need to come up to and and trade up in the draft to get somebody. They might. It looks like, as I mentioned, the Eagles are going to play the, the Jets in that 17th game. It's the first time the schedule has been expanded since 1978. And it's mm -hmm. been in the works of since March in 2020, a year ago. 78 is when they went from 14 to 16 games. Yep. Now, the bargaining agreement was ratified. You had a bunch of players speak out, but it was passed by 60 votes. That mm -hmm. doesn't seem like a lot, right? No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, this is the way players think. Players think, all right, you're always talking that stuff about, you know, player safety. Player safety, yep. And and then you want to add another game. How How is that being safe? Yep. No, so, it's it's a fair point. Right, right. They, they right. have a point. Well, they were talking about making it 18 games. I know. But then you'll they'll give you two more swing players that you could play. 
you know, like you would be able to add two more like quarterbacks or something like that, you know, so mm-hmm. you could you could rest the quarterback and, and you know starting quarterback and play somebody else. Yeah, and we all know that that was never going to happen. So right, what the NFL absolutely. does when they're negotiating is they try to get something that was never going to happen anyway, and then they fall back one game and act like they're giving the players something. Right, and that's what, you know what I mean. Is, yeah, you know, this is wave your hand over here. Yeah, and give and stick it to you the other hand. Exactly. And we get what we want in the end anyway, right? <laughs> which is an extra game, more revenue, more TV. Correct. But who is more excited about this Jets-Eagles tilt, us or Jake Asman? Well, when you say excited, you mean rooting for the team to lose so they get a higher draft pick, right? <laughs> well, that may be the case. Isn't it the case? Do you honestly think this Philadelphia Eagles team can compete with anybody? I think we should be looking at that game ahead of time, gentlemen, like – just rooting for the Eagles to lose so they can get a higher draft pick. I will not get sucked in this year because I look at their I look at their roster mm-hmm. and I look at their offensive line and uh, it, gentlemen, they could be really good if they stay healthy. Lane Brooks, yeah. yes. What Lane. happens if Jalen Hurts is the guy? Right. What happens if he lights it on fire, Aton, in the first couple games in September? Now, how about he gets some receive those speedy receivers that he had? end up getting open, and they start catching the rock because he has time to throw the ball. Sirianni is going to get guys open. You guys put uh, – yes. I see. You almost almost made me go down that wormhole, man. Stop. See? That rabbit hole was right there and almost went – But All right. Do you want to talk about this next-generation golf game? Because I'll I'll do that if if you don't want to talk about – I don't want to talk about baseball, and you don't want to go down that Sirianni path. (laughs) I mean, look at it, man. Next-gen golf game that's coming out because I can't wait. Defensively, we have one cornerback, one safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Teams that post three or four <laughs> wide receivers, right? Right. In this division, and that's that's why they're going to end up taking the guy over my shoulder. Right. Yeah, exactly. Probably. And and, and look, and, and that and the expectations on that young man are going to be the similar as what they were on Darius Slay, mm-hmm. where it was not just stay in front of a guy, but shut down number one guys in this division. And the problem is, and look, you guys can jump in, correct, or whatever the case may be with this conversation, but we don't have, it used to be one-on-one. And you can do that with Jalen Ramsey's and some of these guys in the NFL. But when you're dealing with three talented wide receivers, and I have one really talented corner, I do want the ability, and you should have the ability to move him and slow down, almost cool off somebody if they can play multiple. Now, if there's one guy who's only on the outside or a nickel, that I get that that's different. But it's it's not like it was 20 years ago where you, oh, okay, we got to stop that one guy. This guy's on him the whole game, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe somebody else pops up. You're dealing with teams, even the uh, Washington depending on who they add, but definitely with New York and Dallas, who have three guys that can be a number one depending on the day. And I don't know if you lock yourself, oh, we shut down Amari Cooper, then we're good. Uh, Not really. Well, Shan, and that's the problem, Shan. There's so many good receivers in this division now. I mean, even the Washington football team went out there and got Samuels. I mean, come on. now we're from Carolina. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I forgot. We we're, we're acting like you know we we don't we just need all no we need defense we need cornerbacks need a lot yeah we need linebackers Singleton is our only guy right now that I have any any type of confidence in you know he was a tackling machine last year and after that what do we have 
one guy, and he I, I, and I hate to say it, man, but you know, Singleton is not really putting a lot of 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 of, of fear in the hearts of offensive linemen throughout the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's just him, they could just concentrate on him and scheme and block him. Who else is there? These young guys we just brought in, I haven't seen them do anything just yet. Yeah. Bradley could be pretty good. I mean, he showed some potential last year when they did allow him to play defense. I mean, he's he's got a heart. I mean, he's going to go out there. He's going to thump you. He plays with an attitude. He has a nasty disposition about himself. Well, but is he ready to play now, though? That third-round pick, the kid from Colorado. Yeah, who, man. Come on. Uh, man. Who hardly yeah. play. He played special teams most of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I hate to do it to you, man, but come thing, on, though. man. Do you, do you think there's anybody right now in the New York, New Jersey, even Southern Connecticut area that has a platform like we do here where there's somebody who is pushing that sense of positivity with the Jets like Barrett is with the, you know, if Sam Darnold finally figures it out, you know, if they get this guy right here, right, they draft the right guy into uh or the, like, do you think that the, that that's what I'm asking? Because well, Davion Taylor, man, you know that's what we're looking at. Colorado's Davion Taylor. He he's yeah. he's one of the fastest linebackers in the league. Right, you know, he, right. he's built like a safety. Maybe he was a hybrid in. player, right? <laughs> yeah, with all his speed. Who do you have more confidence in, Davion Taylor stepping on the field and being a player, somebody you can rely on, somebody that can be doesn't even need to be an impact player, but just somebody who can play. Right, somebody who can be in your starting and even bench rotation, depending on the package, or UCLA winning this game outright against Michigan. Uh, I'd say UCLA has a chance. Yeah, I would say UCLA yeah. also. I'm, and I'm, I have one and a possible with with the linebackers right now. One and a possible. That's Alex Singleton is my one, and the mm-hmm. possible is Bradley. Okay. Sean Bradley, I mean, he may be a player, man. I mean, he might just show up. I mean, I love the kid at Temple, but you're saying he might be a player at the NFL beyond special teams? Yeah, yeah, he might be a player, man. He he reminds me a lot of a guy that, uh, you know, that I played with, kind of a Larry Foote type of player, Mm. you know, from from Pittsburgh. That's high praise, jeez. Yeah, you know, he he reminds me a lot of him. Like, Larry Foote, he, he, he started out on special teams. He had to work his way up. You know, he, he played with BG. He had to work his way up to get to where he needed to be, man. So it took him a while, but once he got there, he was he was a fixture in that defense. You know, we also have going on now, this is right on Barrett's alley, the Pinty's truck race on dirt. You know that thing got postponed, <laughs> right? Yesterday? There's a truck race? No, there's a nat- right, NASCAR. NASCAR truck the race. Dirt. For the first time, I think in like thirty or forty years, when right, 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 but it's a truck race, not the cars. Right, correct. Everybody's okay. racing trucks on dirt. Okay, so you only have a handful of guys who had the uh, the dirt experience racing trucks before. So the only reason why I know this is because we had to do this for props and locks on Friday night because NASCAR is a big thing with Fox. So we give out some NASCAR futures, and I'm looking at my live in-game plays here. With Kyle Larson, I was told Kyle Larson that I got great value with Kyle Larson, cause all right. Wait, you're betting a truck race? Well, on dirt. Did so, you, was there any other way that he was going to bring this up? But hold on, a <laughs> I, I happen to work with slash for you guys know Shredder, Tom Shreddenshek. Yes, yeah. Sports director at Fox Twenty Nine here. So yeah. he's also the executive producer of the show. He happens to know and follow NASCAR, so he's a fan of the sport. And he tells me every week who he really likes. And he's been 
spot on, even for like top tens. If he likes a guy who wins, they usually finish in the top 10. So he's like, look, smart money. Everything's on Larson. Larson's a dead ringer for this thing. So I took Larson in both races and parlayed that. And I also took individually Larson in this race uh, coming up, the Pinties. I have no idea what's going on right now. So, sure. so you and Barrett are going to be watching dirt track racing today. Well, this is more of a set it and forget it, Harry. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> now, is there any truth to the rumor Joey B is causing here that you raced on dirt at Shippensburg? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay. All right. not. We're going to wrap the hour coming up next. It's the middle of phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports mat radio. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. Is this thing not going on right now or what? What's that? The app's telling me that it's going on. Let me check. Or Fox, probably Fox Sports would have it. FS1. Yep. A four o'clock. Food City. I thought that's after the Pinties, though. Pinties is on right now. It is? Mm hmm. So. They're in a red flag right now. Are they? Yeah. <clears throat> Why is that yep. not coming on? I don't see that here. I just see the Food City dirt race. But you're seeing who's do you see the standings? Penty's truck race on yeah. dirt? Yeah. Yeah, it's on right now. Really? Bristol most motorsports speedway. Yeah, not the uh not the Food City, right? Mm -mm. That's on at four. Damn, I don't, I don't even ask. They don't even have it here. So who's the the quarterback next year then that everybody will clamor for? Sam Howell from North Carolina. Yep. Yeah. Keaton Slovis from USC. That's or Tyler Shaw from now Texas Tech. He transferred from Oregon. Did you know that? I didn't know he transferred. Yeah, he transferred. Oh man, that's why I don't know. You know, it really doesn't matter about the three picks that they have for next year. I don't, I don't see anybody right now that you know. Let me see, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, I don't think this thing is on. People are in love with that Sam Howell guy. Yeah. You watch him play? Yeah, I've seen him play. Pretty good. That's pretty good, man. But he had, man, he got a cast around him though. 
You are listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Spencer Rattler, yeah, that's a good one. Live from the Riley Auto Parts studio. Have another year. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yeah, I can't find this, nor can people on the stream. So what exactly are you watching, Barrett? What channel are you watching that you see the updated uh, Pinty's truck race? Because it looks like the Food City Dirt Race is going to start in three hours. FS1 is telling me that it's live. Like FS1. FS1. Yeah, yeah, Fox Sports 1. Now, Larson is sitting at plus 300. Martin Truex Jr. at plus 150. He's at one. One. Rhodes is two. Where's Sin is three. Where's Larson? Not Craig Larson. Uh, Kyle Larson. I'm looking for it now. Oh, geez, that's not good. Yeah, he's not up there. He's got to look that far down the list. Yeah, I hate to do it to you. He's not a top 20 right now. All right, well, that's not good. Well, there's always the Food City. That's it, not Thurston Howell, no. Unbelievable. All right, so before we hit overtime here, phillyvoice.com, of course, slash the middle of the 17th game. We mentioned anything else, the final two games tonight to start off the Big, the Elite Eight, big, the Elite Eight. And then tomorrow night, now that everything is solidified after last night. So, any eyes on anything? I can um, tell you tonight, at least. I hate to do it to my, my Razorbacks, but yeah, they're about to be out. Baylor. Yeah, they'll be out. Yeah. Um, UCs are going to be out. Well, are you going to lay the eight with yeah, I'd, Baylor? Yeah, I'd lay, I'd lay eight with Baylor. Yeah. I wonder if, would you take the first half with Baylor? I took Baylor uh, first half money line, by the way. Houston's up to eight, too. Are they? Don't be sleeping on them Cougars now. No, that's way too much, I think, for Oregon State. Yeah. All right, we're back with overtime. We'll talk about this, some more things with the Eagles coming up. Thanks, Ron Culver. We're back on Tuesday. Baseball, the skunk, everything. You know it. It's the middle. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, it's overtime, phillyvoice.com slash the middle each and every day, brought to you by Book It Sports at Book It HQ, the app that we maintain, the updated, refreshed, brand new, and improved Book It Sports app. Jeff Barles each and every Wednesday here at 1240. So we'll be joined by Jeff coming up this Wednesday and talk a lot about the final four. But we have to get there first. So we'll take a break for a minute or two beyond the Eagles trade and get back to that to kind of wrap up. But just any, any final thoughts tonight? Seems like. Baylor, eight points doesn't scare anybody, including Barrett, whose Razorbacks have been surviving, surviving mm-hmm. advance. Isn't that just a- surviving? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, 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 they struggled early against Colgate. I mean that game was not you know in control until about I'd say midway through the second half. Yep, correct. You know, so, yeah, you, know, you, you can't. I mean, I think they've had their last Cinderella. Clock strike twelve game man with mm-hmm. with this with this Baylor team. I think Baylor now sees that they got to play, you know, both halves instead of you know just just you know playing and turning it on when they have to turn it on. 
Now I ran a all four games. I had one play in each of the games to combine for a seven point teaser. Mm-hmm. All right. So I dropped <laughs> Baylor down to a one point tonight. Basically, Baylor wins the game. Basically a pick them. Yeah. Okay. I dropped Gonzaga down to one and a half. Pretty simple there. I, I don't think even if it's a tight game, they win by a bucket. I'm covered. I don't see them winning by one. If they lose, then I'm screwed in, as in general. Right. Now, where it gets tricky, I dropped the total for UCLA Michigan to 128 and a half and went over. And the reason why I say that is because I, I think that both teams, there is a healthy expectation that they're going to come out and score a lot of points. And I think we see this at times as things get tighter and the talent gets more difficult where things all of a sudden slow down. Mm-hmm. So even at 128, I'm not really sold on that. And then the last one is I pushed the total for Oregon State Houston up to 136 and went under, basically with the assumption with you guys that Houston's going to win the game. If Houston wins, they control the tempo. I think it could be close, but I still think that it's a low-scoring game. So those those are the ones that I'll give out for everybody here, all jammed up into one nice, convenient little package. Now, what was the the, the first total you gave out? Over 128.5 for UCLA and Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I do, too, on the surface, yeah. because I think it plays to the momentum of what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Now, I think also people might give up on Baylor because of how poor they looked against Villanova and say they're no longer and maybe stay away from them. I I still like them in the first half. I still think, if anything, they've learned their lesson. They need to come out with a little more energy. They need to hit some shots. So I would not discount Baylor tonight. And, in fact, I'll get it to you right now real quick. But I wouldn't discount them in the first half at all. Money line, minus 278, so just lay the points five is fine you can even drop it to four and a half if you like but i'm i'm fine with that i'm fine with a pretty big margin for baylor in the first half and then arkansas kind of climbing their way back in yeah i think yeah, baylor, the baylor shows up tonight right right i think so also you have to mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you have to at this point you know they played around too long you know i mean villanova should have won the game man <laughs> in all actuality yeah especially after the first half definitely did no but- I don't know. There's so much money too. Houston getting 72% of the money on 24,000 tickets so far. Baylor, this is money line. Mm-hmm. Baylor getting 20 or 92% of the money off 20,000, 20,000 and a half, 25 tickets. So the point of it is that not both will lose, but man, if one of these two teams loses tonight, oh, it's almost here's what I'm saying. And Harry Walk us through it in a couple of seconds here before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like when you have these many tickets coming in and this much of a public angle tilt on both favorites, if one goes down, it's almost as if the book is preparing to pay out on Gonzaga, which is almost inevitable at this point, knowing that there are a bunch of futures bets on them because they were favorable at plus money. So it's like you're not going to get through every single round if ultimately you're going to win the same thing with the super bowl it's like somebody got crushed in the divisional round somebody got crushed in the conference round same thing here where i could probably oregon state now i would be floored if arkansas won that game outright no no mock barrett but oregon state winning a high scoring game or houston can't not out of the possible realm of possibility 
Yeah, you're right. Oregon State. Just wanted to leave you with that. Doug. They've been. I mean, yeah. they 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 had to win their their conference to get in. They're so the they're team that I knew the least anyway. that I knew the least about coming into right, this past right. weekend. Yeah. Yep. All right. Real quick, as we wind down overtime, we'll be back tomorrow again. Major baseball guest John Boy coming up at eleven forty. Jason Martinez will pop on with us as well. In all seriousness, and hang with us. Right now, it's way too early because we don't know. But I don't want to know who you want. Who do you think the Philadelphia Eagles will draft? And I'll take out, and you, we can all have the same answer. That's fine. But honestly, I, I think when it's all said and done, there will be better players on the board. And it's not a knock on who they draft. But I think they take the kid behind Harry. J.C. Horn. I do. And I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I, I just, don't hate it either. I think at six, they could have had much more of a pick, a wider pick, and not wait for people in front of them. But I think they take Horn like they do a lot of things out of circumstance, not out of want. Well, they do mm. need, though. Well, right. But Sertan would be the guy where you could say, yeah, we get it. Somebody will take him at 11 or 10, mm -hmm. our divisional opponent. So why don't we just take him at six? I'd rather leave a little meat on the bone than have a rancid stick. If that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I, I think J.C. Horn would be perfect here. Um, he's probably the best pick that they can have at this point for what their biggest need is on the defensive side of the ball because I think they're going to go defense. But why do I keep feeling that they're going to go like D-line and go with like um, a guy like Jalen Phillips? Like an edge rusher? An edge rusher from yeah. Miami, yeah. There's a lot of edge rushers going in this first round, too. Yeah, man. So I can, I can see them going and get, mm. getting the guy like him who who showed some potential the year before and then after that had an average season. Mm -hmm. But if you look at how big he is, six foot five, you know, um, you know, 250, 260 pounds, probably run like a 4 five forty, 40, yep. but just didn't do anything his senior year. Yeah. Miami's got a couple guys. Yeah, yeah, yep. could go in the first round. I think two. Yep, yep. Not two. Both defense. Yeah. All right. So. We're out of here, right? Anything else? Anything left? Anybody need to get anything off their chest? You want to answer a question? You watching Jeopardy? It's brutal. Who's oh. playing center field? Those posts have been dis very disturbing. Very. No, disturbing. I, I can't watch it. Who's very, playing center field? Is Katie Couric right now? No, Couric. I actually miss Couric. Now it's Oz. Oh, Dr. Oz? Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's your boy out there at the club. No, look, it doesn't take anything away from him being a doctor. It doesn't take him anything away from him being anybody other than a, a Jeopardy host. The same thing with mm -hmm. Katie Couric. But, they, they, you know, these they're not, they're not game show hosts. You have to have some sense of fake. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Oz has it in him, and I don't think Couric can control hers. Mm -hmm. You say she can't control <laughs> Yeah, like you can't go – like. Katie Couric, real quick. Katie Couric would be like Barrett. Barrett would feel bad if somebody got it wrong. Right, I would. I'm so sorry, but we were yeah. like, you know, at some point you got to give back a little bit. Like, no, I'm sorry. We were looking. Come on. I, uh, I'd laugh. Yeah, like Trebek knew the give and take on it. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. And there's none of that. So Couric is full like, oh, I'm really sorry. And But it's like the 200 question in single jeopardy. All right, Katie, All right, you don't right. need to spend 30 seconds explaining that you feel sorry for this person. So he said, yeah, Harry will be like, I don't hate to do it to you, but. Uh, yeah. Man, you are, <laughs> you are yeah, a like, dumbass. 
think about the ruthless celebrity. Exactly. That that would right. like you'd be Simon Cowell. Mm. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. a joke. <laughs> That's is, is he serious? Is he serious? <laughs> That'd be awesome, bro. Be I'd rather be memory, right. You I'd rather be Blake Shelton in the Voice. Is he bad? I, I don't watch that. Oh no, he's great. He's, well, he's I, great. Yeah, I mean, like bad in the sense of like ripping people. Yeah, yeah, he rips. Oh, people. good, good, good. All he right. rips the other hosts, the, oh, uh, the other better. judges. Yeah, even better. Yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I could see <laughs> Harry's thing. Final Jeopardy, some chemist. Are you serious? <laughs> is, that, is that the final answer? No, no, you still have 20 seconds left. I can't do it. I'm sorry. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. MiddlePhillyVoice.com. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.